0: guys welcome back to fish cheeks how's everyone doing I I really want to know because I'm just nosy and I'd love to interact with you guys so please at me on twitter answer the question and let me know how you're doing and not that anyone asked because there's no one here in this room uh I am doing very well I am sore because I I guess I run now I mean I I run now but I wouldn't consider myself like a good runner, but your girl be be running around the block, um, sweating and looking like a tomato. Uh, I'm also feeling very bloated because I have been snacking all day, but I guess everyone has been snacking, so I don't feel that bad. Okay, anyways, focus. Today's episode is really special. I talked to my two friends, Jimmy Wong and Jun Yu. Um, they are the best. They are so funny, and they happen to both star in Probably the coolest movie of the century. They're both in the new live-action Mulan movie. And I'm so freaking excited. Mulan is probably my favorite Disney movie. I know all the songs. I think I even did a ballet piece to one of the songs. Um, But yeah, it is truly an honor to have Jimmy and June be on the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And please rate and review
1: this podcast
0: and yeah i hope you guys enjoy this movie was supposed to be released like m- in march right
1: march 27th what is 27th.
0: like the now what's the the date that maybe
1: they were they announced it but these are these things are really fluid these days they yeah. said july 24th and i'm crossing my fingers and so is everyone else that everything can be normal around that time that we can all go see it at that date but i you know i'm not disney i'm not in any way shape or form in charge of any of these decisions.
0: So before we really like dive into like Mulan and stuff, how are you guys doing during this quarantine?
1: You first, June. I'm surviving, honestly. It's just, uh, <laughs> we're just
2: living out here, hydrating, taking care of our skin, taking care of our dogs.
1: I have done more face masks <sighs> in this yeah. last two months than I have my entire life. But I'm, like, yeah.
0: But as actors, do you feel, I don't know, I feel like I'm inspired some days and then I feel like. I'm not, and I don't want to do the self-tape, and I don't really want to attend my Zoom acting class. Like, do you guys feel that way?
1: You have a Zoom acting class? I do. That's cool.
0: Got to keep working on my craft, you know? That's fire,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm During working on my craft, how good I am at video games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is interesting. I didn't know you were an actor, Jimmy.
1: What? What did you I th- know me as? <laughs> I thought you were a YouTuber, like, uh, well, I am. doing
0: game stuff.
1: Yes, I am and I act as well. I came to LA originally to act. And then after failing for like a year, I started to do YouTube videos. And then I kind of cycled back into it, but that was eight years ago.
0: Oh, wow. What about you, June? Did you come to LA to act?
1: I actually came out here for school. I was, uh, I was actually
2: oh. in uh, USC for a couple of years. And then halfway through, I was pretty much like, honestly, let's get started now. And so I went out to go find like a manager and my manager was like, at the time, I didn't really know him super well, but I pretty much just like barged into his office. Scheduled, <laughs> scheduled barged in. Uh-oh. scheduledly <laughs> came into his office and then we, you know, shot the shit. We could cuss in this. Yeah. We shot the shit and shit. I said shit twice.
0: I'm just really <laughs> excited to in. say this.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, yo, sign me. And he's like, you just got here to LA. Like you got no headshot. You got no real, you got nothing how am I supposed to sign you? And I was like, I don't know. Fuck it. Do it. Let's just, let's just go. Like, I feel like I'm the shit. I didn't say that I'm the shit, but I was like, I'm pretty confident and I promise you if you give me the opportunity, one opportunity, I'll kill it. And then he said, all right. Okay. So two weeks went by, he hits me up and he goes, Hey, you hear of this little, uh, this little uh, movie called Mulan. And I was like, Yeah, mulatto. Yeah, I know like, like, Yeah. What about it? What about it? She's like, he's like, you going in? I was like, okay. So I go in. Man, I prepped that motherfucker like crazy. I read those lines like maybe millions of times. Like I'm not even playing. I was like, it was my first audition. Three
1: lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh,
2: it was like five, five lines, and I read that shit a million times, and I got so much shit from him. Like those five lines, like who this character is, that like, I mean, I went in, did my thing. Two months later, got the call back, and then one month later, and we was out. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you, th- this was, like, your first audition?
2: It was my first audition, yeah.
0: You just gave me the chills, June. <laughs> wow. Like, you went in there with no real, no headshot, and basically was, like, just give me a chance, got the audition, and then- June has a that, headshot. Was,
2: that, was to, that was to my manager. So okay. uh, within gosh. the time of everything, mm. I got a headshot. Okay. And that's about it. It's a good it. one, by the way. It's not a, it's not a, it's like a baby gap one. <laughs> I really look seven. because do, I'm doing gap. like this. I'm like, I have like this stupid smirk and I was just, uh, mm, you
1: know? So that thing hung up see? in the office, the production office for <laughs> all six months we filmed it. Every time we'd go in, we'd just see June. Just Aww. Everyone would clown my ass. It was just yeah. great.
0: <laughs> how was that feeling when you got the call? What were you doing in that moment? I always wanted I,
1: to...
2: I remember this like, okay, so my, I never, I never expected to get the job. Never. I was just like, it's Disney. It's my first audition. Like I'm, I'm with it. So at that time, my manager gave me an assignment to like set up some like account for like actors access or some shit. So he called me Mm -hmm. and he's like, Hey man. And I was like, Hey bro, I was just about to text you. Like, um, I'm getting my actor, my actor's access thing ready. And he's like, Oh yeah. Don't, don't even worry about that right now. I was like, okay. He's like, I have some news for you. And I was like, okay, what's up? And he goes, you got it. And I'm literally here like <laughs> What? You cut out. And he goes, "You got it." And I literally I literally screamed, "No one's in my apartment or my dorm apartment. It was an apartment." No one was in there, so I like ran to one of the study rooms that my homie was in, and he's like studying for like midterms or finals or something. And I'm on the phone and I'm banging on his door. I'm like, and he's just like, oh, okay, oh, what? And comes out, and I'm like, I've got this. And he's like, <gasps> we embrace, like, my homie Chris, he's my best friend, I took him to the premiere. We had this beautiful embrace, and we cried. It was just beautiful, beautiful moments. Wow. Like that, yeah. I'm oh, very blessed. Extremely, extremely Thankful and stuff, yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's I your- know that shit
2: doesn't happen.
1: It's <laughs> just like the thankful and stuff. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, those, like, true Hollywood stories. Like, this is so similar that you just came to L.A. doing this thing and then just believed in yourself so much, and this just happened. And it's incredible.
2: It's yeah, now so was, cool. uh, now for me, it's just time to continue because, I don't know, I feel like to a lot of people and to myself, mostly, I I do think I just was at a right place right time no um so i'm really waiting for the next one to show y'all it wasn't but you know it's like one of those type of things like i feel like a lot of people still view me as such
0: i'm so excited to watch the movie you guys are so like how was your jimmy how was your audition process like did you hug chris and cry
1: Uh, i wish man i've chris seems like a really nice guy did you uh, barge into your manager's office and like (laughs) sign me now it, well, here, here's how it went down for me. So at that point, I'd been in L.A. for eight years about. And like acting was like when the uh, right auditions came along, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. If it was just like, you're the science friend, you're the geek, you're the whatever. I was like, ah, not as interested. And a lot of pilots came and went that way. So I remember when I signed my manager and like maybe a year into it, I, I heard through the grapevine that they were looking for the person to play Mulan. So I told him like, hey, you have to get me into the room for this. Because if you don't, it's over. I was, it was in nicer terms. I was like, I, you know, like, if you're my manager, this is the one audition that I need to get above mm-hmm. everything else. So very similar process to what June did. Uh, went in, read. I think I ha- you know, I think they actually did to the script. is They, they gave every, you know, it, we all kind of read the same scene. And I won't spoil what that scene is. But they gave each character that they were reading for, like, they kind of, like, gave you an extra couple of lines of other characters just to give you a little more room to play with. Mm-hmm. So I did that, read it twice, left. Two months, three months later, got a call back, came in, did it, except for this time for the director and the producer. Jason and Nikki were there for your callback, right, June? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Left, and then two months later, I was in Seattle, and I got the call from my manager, and I didn't have anyone to celebrate with because I was in my car at the time, but I just hung up and I started screaming. I was, like, punching the top (laughs) of my car and just, like, completely ecstatic. So it was very similar type of, I think, like, moment as well.
0: Wow. And how was it, like, gearing up to – where did you guys film?
1: We filmed the majority of it in New Zealand, but they had crews filming it in um, – they had B-roll and C-units C doing stuff in China and all around getting sort of, like, all the landscapes and all that stuff, too, because they really wanted it to be authentic to the world, so they filmed all over the place.
0: How did you guys physically prep for your characters? Because it is, like, you guys are in, like, a war, right? Like, you guys are fighting yeah. –
1: we're in a war the more important thing is that we are all not trained for war like we trained right. but like i remember a very specific moment where all of us did our choreo and we sort of showed it off to everyone and the the mood from all the stunt coordinators and people we've been working with for months were like awesome great job guys you did it. you pulled it all off and then the mood from sort of like the top down was like you guys look too good like the huh? stuff you're doing is too advanced like we need you to actually like brawl harder and look like you're really fighting for your lives. So it was an interesting pu- push and pull, like where we trained really hard physically and did all the training. But when you get down to the acting of it, you need to not actually be like a very proficient fighter. You should, it, it should look like you're barely surviving. Cause you know, you get rushed off into the war. Like this. the movie's story is, and then you have to fight.
0: So what was like the most challenging thing physically?
1: Uh, it's going to be very different stories for me and June here. Uh, But we both went through two months of like every day, hard, high intensity of interval training, fitness, cardio, as well as stunt training, as well as horseback riding, archery training, army training. And every single day was just basically filled with like a six to eight hour block of that with like a lunch break in between. Wow. Um, and-, and fun fact about the horseback riding, Jimmy is actually the only person in the whole
2: film besides, you know ife yeah okay mulan and jason he's the only one who rode the horse actually <laughs> um, how come well because they... we all are trash <laughs> <laughs> and jimmy just knows how to talk to a horse real nice
1: so I grew any up in skilled, yeah that that was interesting we all like they kind of like whittled it down after a bit because it's in general, you act, when actors ride horses on camera, it's not the actual actor because it's like a horse is a very scary thing. Like it's a huge creature, and so they don't want anyone to get injured. So I was one of the few people that like crossed all the way over. Wow, you you're June, so you good should, at
0: that.
2: June,
1: you but want this to tell is them about this is this is literally Yeah, I'll, t- I'll I'll touch on that in a
2: second. But like okay. the, the thing with the horse was like I didn't we didn't know that there was cuts, right? So there was like yeah, one no day idea. There was one day where they're like, all right, you guys are gonna go to the big, the big field. And I'm, We're all like,
0: yeah. The
2: big field. Yeah, because we've been, we've been in this cylinder for like a <laughs> month, just, just going walking around. And you're just like, great, this is, this is two hours and it's six in the morning, and you're just like, woo. And that's fun and all. But um, when we got to the field, it was super exciting. But they gave me a new horse. And I was like, horses are the same, said nobody who knows how to ride horses. So I got on that horse. That mo- motherfucker didn't even listen to me at all. And uh, from that day, I was cut. I didn't touch a horse ever again. I was actually so sad. I was like, "Damn, I didn't even, I didn't even." Know. Wait,
0: why? Why was this horse not, you know, vibing with you?
2: <laughs> you know, we've never talked before. Um, the other one, you know, I got to like kind of spit a little game at, you know, in the beginning, warm yeah. up to it, you know. Yeah. But the new horse, I had no time to really flatter. And stuff. I'm
1: just I like court
2: yeah, the yeah. horse. Yeah, yeah. Like give it like no- eight carrots. Do one of these sort of things. Yeah. Give it. A, I don't know apple. I don't know what
1: they eat. Yeah, fruits, veggies, fruits and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, but then to go off physical training, me and Jimmy's was really different. Um, I want to say for the additional photography, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So originally when I got the role, I was a little, I was a little thicker, which is fine. But over training, I got, I got. Still the same. Because they made, like, sure of everything. So when we shot the first time, I was told that we are not doing additional photography. So I said, bet. So for the first time in my life, I actually got fit. So I got, I got from two... At the time, I was, like, two 200.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I got from 200 to one 148. What? 200 to 148.
1: And then around July... It's not about losing... 52 pounds it's about losing one pound 52 times all right so thanks so <laughs> when july came around i got a call saying we're gonna do additional photography
2: so i was like oh cool yeah let's do it and then they're like yeah but you're gonna get, you gotta get fat again and i was like okay word all right and they're like we'll, we'll help you out so from 148 for literally three months i'm in my house eating nonstop, and for the first two weeks it's fun you get to eat anything you want and you feel great and then after the two weeks you just your head goes to total shit like yeah (laughs) that was one of the worst worst experiences of my life a to get fat again because in my head that was like the biggest fear I've ever had and then Mm -hmm. to go back I just had this fear that I'd never get back to where I'm at where I'm at now so I had that constant fear and like constant depression because i didn't want to see anybody i didn't want anybody to look at me and be like oh he's just getting fat and then i'm like because you know it doesn't i don't want to say like i'm getting fat for a role or nothing like that i just
1: i'm just gonna do it yeah um there's also a lot like hollywood's so rough like remember when Jonah hill lost weight and people like got criticized him him? Yeah. yeah like it's yeah yeah, I, I I can't even begin to imagine the pressure you had to face and the the physical mental toll too. So after
2: everything, literally on the
1: day of or
2: the day we finished the second time, I literally asked for a salad and we trained. Me and Jimmy trained. We literally mm. got off set and we trained because we was on set for how long? Like twelve hours. Yeah, that was a really long day. Twelve hours and then we're like, fuck it. So we trained for another hour and a half or some shit. I don't know, but because yeah. you
0: wanted to shed, I, I
2: as soon as possible. Yeah
0: wow how was that like mentally for you to have to gain the
2: The gaining is the i probably that's the hardest thing i've ever had to go through in my life
1: yeah it's it's to the point where you're loading i mean i would see june get delivered chocolate shakes and milkshakes like by the gallon jug essentially it's like finish this this is your breakfast you have two more of these later today lunch is a huge plate of pasta just pure carbohydrates and like it's I watched the kids suffer. It, it did not look fun at all.
0: Wow. Because usually, you know, when you get a chocolate milkshake for breakfast, it's just kind of exciting, you know? It's sick.
2: And then for like a month of it, you really hate chocolate. So I haven't touched chocolate since.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. How did,
2: you,
0: how did you mentally get yourself out of that?
2: You just have to. Yeah. It, it It's just kind of like a thing. like it, And it's hard to say that. It really is. Because I, I get like... The mental stuff—it's—it's it's really hard. But especially even in Corona times, you know, like before when I was losing weight, I was worse than Corona is now. I didn't want to—I didn't text anybody. I didn't want to see anyone. The only people who saw me was like, people I worked with, was Jimmy, and he knew how how awful of a mood I was in all the time, just like, super shitty. And Jimmy was there for me every step. He'd
1: come oh, over, he come was, over.
2: He was—he was a good homie. He came over, made sure I was cool, you know. Make sure my ego was in check. He did everything for me.
1: <laughs> it's tough when you watch your friend basically have to torture themselves, but you can't – it's not like I'm going to go to anyone and be like, hey, stop, don't do this to you, and he's not feeling good. And it's like, who am I to be questioning what the people that are making this movie need from him, you know? So it's just kind of like a – I'm so sorry, bro, but you got to just endure. Everyone's cheering you on.
0: I know. Wow. Now I just really want to see the movie and, like, know that this was – all the hard work that you put into it
1: it's a workout mentally physically emotionally it's just like every single thing that could be hard i just watched june go through and i was like i'm here with you on the physical side on some of the mental side but i am not here with you because i get to eat however much i want and know that i'm going to be okay like maybe there's going to be a couple of weeks where it's like yeah really limit the diet make sure you do x y and z but other than that it's like oh man like, cause again, like, you know, a lot of times in the movie and you'll see this in the trailer, we're in armor, full on armor. So the main thing that's showing is your face. And for a character, you know, like we have, you look on screen, you have to be, be able to differentiate every single person. The Avengers get away with it because they all wear different costumes. But I remember in the last one, when they all got in that, they did their like big mission, they all wore the same costume. I was like, I can't tell any of you apart. So the way that you really differentiate people is their faces and like we're wearing helmets and stuff too. So again, that's like the main way to see it. And I think that's what was really important for June's character. But I'm sure it
0: was so heavy. The movie
1: twice. It is, you'll 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 know all of us. And we're really, I think, like really clearly defined in each of our roles in the movie too, which is cool.
0: I'm so excited. Now that we talked about like the challenges, it must have, been, it must have felt so good to be in an all Asian cast. Doing something super monumental and so important.
1: Yeah, that was really neat. Just like looking around and being like, hey, you want to talk about something that only us can talk about? Yeah. Like only something like, you know, be like at first you'd like make the jokes about like, oh yeah, my mom did that too. And then after a while, it was nice though, because we just kind of like got over it. And then we all just got to be actors on the big Hollywood movie without having to always think about our race first.
0: So it became normal.
1: Yeah. How would, yeah, how, I how, didn't how, even how? think about it as like, it was just,
2: it just felt real nice. And it was my first thing. So obviously, I don't know what regular sets look like. So, but it felt really homey mm-hmm. in mm. that sort of feel. And it was just because I've never seen a movie before Crazy Rich Asians ever that had an Asian lead besides karate stuff.
1: Yeah, and I've like never movies straight from Asia. First, yeah, but in just Hollywood. Nothing. Yeah.
2: Um. So to work on one and just literally see everybody—that shit was like that was hard. That was so hard.
1: Hard yeah, in cool. a cool way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, was like,
2: yeah. <laughs> that was tough.
1: <laughs> it was nice too because you just, like we were with like Ron Yuan and Jason Scott Lee and Tai Ma and all three of those guys are legends in their own right. And they have decades of cumulative experience, right? And so it was really cool to have them have your back and to be able to give you a little bit of wisdom here and there too. Because it felt different because they were just like, hey, these are these specific struggles that I've gone through that you might, instead of just like the normal, you're an actor, here's like the kind of crap you're going to go through. Like, no, this was like really heartfelt advice that really was relevant to us which is cool
0: how long were you guys shooting for
1: total six months and then additional photography was like another month or so so i'd say about about half a year because there's some training mix in there too you
0: guys must have just like become such a unit and family
1: yeah we know each other really really well really well really well we also had like the fraternity thing going because like in the movie there's really just dudes there's like Mulan and her mom and sister and that's pretty. Oh yeah. Like Golden Lee's character, but we're not, you know, as far as we're involved, we're involved with Mulan in the army. So really it was just a bunch of guys hanging out. And then like, you kind of like, we bro out a lot and Ife was great too, because she would just kind of like laugh along with us. And we, you know, we tried to keep things as friendly as, and family friendly as possible. Not possible with literally <laughs> like different generations of men in a van, just
2: talking the most crazy profanity I've ever heard.
0: Really? Well, we all
2: contribute. Out. Hell yeah. We all contributed. We know. But it was just like, guy talk. And it's, been, it's so crazy. Because we really do hit ed- every generation.
1: That's yeah. True. This is very respectful guy talk. I'm just going to put that on the record. Yes, res- we're, yes. we're all woke individuals because we yes, as marginalized groups and minorities, again, like we all had this mutual understanding of like, we've been the underdog. So it's kind of cool to feel like you're on top for once.
0: Yeah, to watch you guys shine, it just, like, makes me – gives me the chills. I'm so proud of all of you guys. Like, I it just makes me feel like this is so surreal. And then, you know, COVID hit, and you're just like, who expected this to happen? Like, you guys were probably on this, like, joy ride, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> like, oh, well, it's – you guys can't – no one can see the movie yet. yeah. That yep. definitely
1: takes the wind out of the sails a little bit. Um, especially because we had the premiere right right beforehand. And even on the red carpet, there was a little bit of, you know, you're talking to people and reporters and all that stuff. And they're like, hey, how's it going? I don't want to shake your hand. It's like, I understand. I completely understand. But even at that point, I don't think any of us fully grasped just how bad it was going to get and how serious we needed to take it. But I think everyone was in mutual agreement that like, yeah, absolutely delay the movie, make it as safe as possible. Because the number one thing that's most important to us and Nikki and the entire you know the entire crew that made the movie is just we want people to see it and be proud of it and be able to share it and not come out of it being like I did this and it was dangerous to my life you know yeah. like that's not that you never want to associate that with something you enjoy
2: yeah but I'm, I'm gonna keep it real G with you I really think that I would hope I mean obviously I'd hope things to get better to see the film and I want that more than anything but I just feel like sometimes I don't know will, will people want to like go to a theater so soon
1: apparently it's kind of a scary thing in general like or do you want to go to a theater and have to sit three seats away from everyone like is that fun either like i don't know but you just taking up seats then you know i mean you know i
2: (laughs) I mean you're right a
1: bunch of things you're right like i I would love for things to go right back to normal but there is no right of course yeah of course that it it can looking at the world right now
0: it's a bummer because i feel like mulan is a movie that you need to see it in theaters especially live action
1: absolutely yeah i agree with that
0: i will still watch it if it's going to be on my television but i just feel like it's so much more impactful to see it in theaters Mm -hmm. and like
1: i mean june and i were there and every time we would look up you would just see vast expanses of mountains and then you look back and you see some of the most skilled people working behind the camera with lenses that are like this big all the way all your full arm span you're like holy crap they're capturing magic and and when we watched it in the theater too you just Eyes open, just like wow, it's it's colorful, it's beautiful, it's got so much incredible scenery. You want to see it for real. It's not and like I, a green screen a thon, right? This is a movie that was filmed on location the entire time.
0: Wow. Interesting. Well that that's what I'm hoping is that, you know, when this pandemic is over, when people can leave their house and feel safe enough to go to the movie theaters, hopefully this movie with an all agent cast about it's a true story of this brave woman, hopefully that unites us all and like kind of shuts down and breaks down all the barriers of racism. I don't I this is me speaking from a very positive, you know, glass half full, you know, because there are there's a lot of racism happening right now and I just hope that maybe this movie it comes out other people will be like, "Hey, you know, this is a positive, you know, thing that's happening mm-hmm. and it's all Asian, it's about a Chinese woman and you know, hopefully there there's a good outcome that comes out of it." Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think the movie speaks for itself in a lot of ways, which is great. It's not trying to be something that's like in response to COVID, right? It's just a movie about a girl and her dad Mm -hmm. and a girl doing everything that she can to protect her family and that relationship between her and her father and all that stuff. Like all those themes I think are really resonant and big ups to Nikki for directing a movie that has such a universal appeal so you know me too fingers crossed i want this movie to do everything that i dreamed it would do when i first heard it was even going to exist
0: how are you guys doing with dealing with you know reading all the headlines of the racism happening towards asian americans it's, it's tough
2: man it's really hard to really see that and not be just so filled with anger it's it's mm-hmm. crazy to me too because like i don't know i feel like COVID made it very clear like who? Who low key has that mindset?
1: Cause it's, or that it's it's, been, it's existed? Yeah, because it's, it's like go away. Yeah, yeah,
2: it never did, and and so the thing is, or some of it, but you know, it's just hard to to really see that. Like to walk into a grocery store and all eyes are on you. You've, you know have what I'm you have
0: you have you dealt with that yet?
2: You know, I've dealt with a couple situations, and I don't. I actually cannot get into it. Um, but I'll tell you one thing: no one will like be shy to tell you some shit
1: mm-hmm. at yeah, all i feel and that the thing way is too.
2: is like i also feel like okay i'm gonna just quote what one of the dudes told me but this motherfucker was like you're not gonna do anything because you're asian bro i literally got so filled like i i almost lost my shit Ugh. i literally almost because i because that takes it to another place too you know what i mean it's just like what you've been thinking before then because this yeah. is not, you know what I mean? It's just crazy shit. But I don't want even yeah. want to talk about that. It's really frustrating. I,
1: I thought I was going to be, you know, everyone always talks about, you're an echo chamber, you know, all your friends and stuff that you talk about. You went to a, a private this, you know, school or whatever. <laughs> of course, you're going to feel ex liberal amount about whatever. And you live in LA, one of the biggest, most liberal cities on the planet or whatever. And it very quickly becomes apparent to you that you can never paint with that broad of a brushstroke with anything um and i think the thing that really resonated with me is that i have parents and those parents have accents because they immigrated here to find a better life mm-hmm. for me specifically for their kids for their future generations and i may be able to go face to face with someone and have a logical debate with them about why they're wrong or whatever prejudice they're throwing at me um and i also have the ability to walk away from it and still sound american right if you like close your eyes i sound american my parents don't have that, and that's I think where I like it really started to hit home for me. Is like, what if something happens to them? What if they're the victims of a racially targeted attack? Like, are they going to be in danger? Like, do all of a sudden all these things that I typically I take I would take my parents' health and safety for granted because I think they're normal and safe and fine. I'm mm-hmm. watching them, but now is not the case anymore. So like, that's what like gets me really upset. It's just that like this affects so many people, and. It, for you to just degrade it down to just like, oh, you look a certain way. So I'm just going to scapegoat you for this. It just, it's really upsetting.
2: Well, let's, let's talk about, I mean, it's the president.
1: Dude, this thing,
2: <laughs> I can't believe that man really did that. He really put a label on that and everybody who was like Trump
1: Well, it's, ate that shit up. I think it's called dog whistle politics is there's <clears> the <throat> specific name for it, which is like, it's not like the person specifically incited other people to go do stuff. Right. But it's as though you turned on the TV today, and everything that you were thinking deep down, the things that you've been harboring but never wanted to say, someone out there was finally saying it for you, mm-hmm. and then that all of a sudden opens your own personal floodgates to go and be like, "That's right, they validated me. I can do this thing as well in public now because they did it." It's Thanks. like follow the leader type of thing, and like, but, yeah, it, that's just I mean, he's it, the
2: president, dude. That's right, like the president of the United, and he tweet tweets that.
1: he tweets a lot
0: (laughs) when that happened my first thing was my mom my uncle my family like they have accents and they're not gonna go and you know fight with someone like me oh yeah i i will fight you i will talk sense into you but my mom my family they're not like that you know and i to just imagine my mom in that situation being defenseless makes my blood boil so much. And then like what June said is you know, you see at first, you know, you don't think that people are racist towards Asians as much as, you know, now that we know because this thing didn't happen yet. And then it kind of just like eases up its way to the surface and you're like, "Oh, wow, you've been really thinking that for a long time." Like you just don't speak about it, but it's the thought's been there. And like, Mm. that's what, it freaks me out a little bit too.
1: And this country, unfortunately, has a very important right, which is the freedom of speech and the freedom of protest. And it's great on both sides of the coin. But I think over time, a lot of people, you know, like the longer you let something boil and stew inside you without properly dealing with it, the worse it's going to explode at the other end. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Not just, I mean, like people got angry because a black man kneeled on the field in a peaceful protest. Is it that much of a stretch to say that people are gonna get angry at Asian people because they associate us with the virus? At this point, I think the correlation is definitely there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really tough out here, guys. I just I'm also like we're so lucky that we live in LA. It's a very liberal, you know. Yeah. Bubble, you know. But there's other people out there in red states. There's who are like defenseless still and there are people who look like us that live in Kentucky you know like I think about those people I think about people who are my age and families like mine dealing with that day in and day out and I'm Thanks. just like I'm heartbroken for that you know like the chances of me going out on the street or at the supermarket being targeted being harassed it's it's a, it's lower
2: it's for sure. lower in LA, you yeah. know I'm really also, I think worried about like low key, the kids, like the kids growing up in this Mm. time who look like us, especially after this COVID. Like, dude, it's gonna be tough. I I don't want, I don't want my like, you know, little dudes who look like, or, you know, dudettes who look like me to be like, (laughs) I hate being Asian. Cause like I grew up with this shit way too much. Like I literally grew up hating everything about my shit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Oakland or bay area so i was born in oakland and what was your high
1: school look like
2: my high school my high school was actually my high school was actually asian oh cool
0: but you didn't like
2: you know but it's not it's not the asian thing because like the thing was like middle school and everything before that and just everything outside of school i didn't really do i didn't have that many asian friends Mm. so it was just kind of tough because um I don't know, I just wanted to feel accepted, and other people, like, uh, you know, would say some shit, like, oh, you, you know, you, like, little things, like, oh, you're super smart, and actually, when I was in middle school, I, I was, at 4.0, but when someone told me, oh, you're only smart because you're Asian, I'm not playing, I dumbed my ass down in high school, and I, I literally struggled, hmm. like, there's so much mental shit for me, because, like, hella kids will come up to you and be like, yo, man, you're cool for an Asian, you're not, you're oh, not, like, the rest yeah. of them. You're not like the rest of them. You're so
1: sick. You're so cool. Oh, man. And then what you're like, yeah, yeah, I am. Like <laughs> for me. Well, you're in high school. You want to say, but yeah, it's exactly. going to be cool. You're not going to be like, no, no, no. Hold on. We're all cool. But that's you what, know what I mean what You know what the girls, girls get? The girls they get?
0: get, they get, oh, you're pretty for an Asian.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: I've literally had people say that to me, like at a club or at, you know, even, even like hangouts. Or just someone random, like an Uber driver, you know, for them to say, "Oh, you're pretty, you're hot for an Asian. What does that mean? Like that means you don't think Asians are hot at all, but also the audacity to put that forward, it's just like, oh, you're cool for an Asian. Why, yeah. why is there a mentality that you know the legacy of Asians we're all not pretty, not not cool. it's It's like, and then you start thinking like, okay, so are Asians are Asian women supposed to be uglier than other races? you know and then no, as a as probably a,
1: because we haven't had a badass female on screen defeating the huns yeah we did gobo yeah. from kill bill
0: but like like but like you said it's like it's like that getting but, that hearing that yeah and as a young you know teenager as a young kid you're just like okay then i'm different and i i want to be the cool asian i want to be the hot asian
1: but yeah and then you start hating other asians for not being that oh yeah you're, like, you're bringing the me down Yep. You no know? yeah it's tough like it w- so many times that people would tell me like you're whitewashed you're a banana have you gotten that or twinkie
0: mm-hmm. i've you know. literally had someone call me that i was like i'm asian they're like no you're white i'm like no i'm not like nothing about my history and my family is white you know, but a lot of people see me and maybe I talk in more of an LA girl accent, you know, the, I, I do certain things maybe that are, that make me seem white. I don't know what the hell that is, but like, I've had people say, oh, well you act really white or like you seem white. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand that. I was born yeah. in China.
1: so They're like conflating white with just American, I think. which goes to show what people accept and understand as the norm and then Mm -hmm. why it's so hard to be anything else. I think, I mean, like in light of all this, the one thing that's been made abundantly clear to me is that this is not a country or world where everyone is born equal. Like there's so Mm -hmm. much inequality that still is rampant. It's just hard to, it's really hard. Like, right. When's the last time that someone pointed out a flaw of yours that was real that you went, you're right. I'm going to work on it now that you pointed out. Thank you. Instead, in general, and this is the same for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, if someone points out something about you that's very true and honest and heartfelt and real, and it's hard to accept, I just, I get defensive. I, I find ways to brush it off. And I think America's constantly going through that, where we're like, hey, God, they they were, they they had the Confederate flag, and they were definitely chanting German like Nazis did. That's not right, right? And then all of a sudden it becomes a, why are you impinging on my rights? Like, mm. Well, mm. <laughs> But... Uh, and then you get caught in this like loop where it's like nothing can get really get changed everyone's just slinging back these things back and forth and just no one's stopping to breathe and like hey let's actually talk about what's happening right now and how we can fix it we're just sort of like in this like finger pointing thing and it's like very high school I feel like we've just the upper levels of government are just high school dynamics still
0: it, and it like, seems like I don't like- get it it's like so easy and thoughtless and callous to just point fingers cuz that's just the easy solution but the backlash and the outcome of just pointing your fingers is humongous it affects mm-hmm. kids it affects their psyche and how they how they you know their their mental you know Um, health and like affects our parents it affects us like it literally affects everybody and now you know because of what trump is saying and everybody on the news hating on you know china um it just makes me feel scared because i am a chinese american and like i'm an american though you know what i mean like i look chinese i was born in china but we're asian americans like
1: whatever it doesn't even matter if you're chinese that's the scary part Yeah. We're not sophisticated enough to understand that there are different parts of Asia, even, right? Like, (laughs) there's so much that we have to deal with.
0: It's such a scary time. And all I feel is like we just have to, I don't know how we can be so united because we're so far apart and physically we can't hug and like be there. But I don't know what I can do or what we can do to like make the young ones feel like they're supported and not to be ashamed, you know?
1: Yeah. I think the big deal for, you olivia as a content creator and us as actors and content creators is just to keep living by example and leading by example like i've gone through eight years of internet arguments and yelling at people and getting yelled at Mm -hmm. i think the net positive of me just like going out and like volunteering at a homeless shelter that would probably be more influential in terms of improving race relations than me yelling at a stranger on the internet for three hours even eight years of yelling at people. I think like, you know, there's a great story. Do we have time for a little parable? Yeah. So Gandhi's in town, right? This mom has a kid. The kid is diabetic, but addicted to sugar. And and again, out the details of this might be a little fuzzy. The mom's like, I gotta bring this kid to Gandhi. Gandhi's gonna talk to this kid, tell him straight up, stop eating sugar, right? Gandhi's gotta do that. Gandhi wants everyone to live good lives, right? So she figures it all out. She travels, travels, gets to Gandhi, brings the kid up to Gandhi and goes, hey, Gandhi, my kid is diabetic. He's addicted to sugar. It's going to kill him if he doesn't stop, but he won't listen to us. Can you please tell him to stop eating sugar? Gandhi looks at the kid and goes, come back to me in a month. The mom's like, what? He's like, yeah, come back to me in a month. Mom's baffled. All right, leaves. One month later, mom does all the same stuff. Preparation brings the kid back and says, Gandhi, same issue. My kid won't stop eating sugar. And Gandhi goes, hey, kid, stop eating sugar. And the kid goes, okay. And the story is that Gandhi would not tell the child to do something that he himself did not do. So in that month that he asked the person to leave, he stopped eating sugar as well. And only then was he able to say something with enough conviction to the kid for them to look at him in the eyes and go like, you are telling me something that you have lived and you are doing so I can listen to you. I think that's where we need to get to as a coalition of Asians, as minorities in general, is like, how can we get to living that life? so that we can then say hey don't do this to people.
0: Really just practicing what we preach. Yeah, pretty much. It really is that way and don't be a hypocrite. And if you're going to tell someone something and behave a certain way, you ought to do you got to you got to do the same thing.
1: I mean, if you really want that message to land, yeah, I do think you have to live the message you're trying to tell someone else. Otherwise, sure, maybe maybe it will be effective, but it's going to be way more effective if especially if you also understand right at that point what it means to deal with these things because you've had to live and attack the parts of yourself that maybe weren't so savory to begin with, you know, like that's going to really help you also get your message out better on the other side too, I think.
0: And I feel like the overall theme, like speaking, speaking to yourself and speaking to existence things, you know,
1: Manifested. like what,
0: yeah, man, like what June did, like I'm going like, just trust me. I'm going to be successful. I just, I, I know I can do it and look at you. You did it. like,
1: Speaking June is things. particularly good at manifesting things too. Are you really? Oh heck yeah!
2: I mean, I don't what I, I I don't
1: want to. That, that's a compliment from to? me yeah. from yeah. me to a man. <laughs> June's gonna nod and go. Thank you. Jimmy. I'm not I'm like, good at
0: manifesting. Me. I'm like not good at it.
1: You can probably start by switching the words in that sentence and getting rid of not. True. That's probably the first step.
0: I am mm. manifestations. <laughs> I, I did to, hear
1: the two most powerful words that a human can say are I am. I've I've heard that many times.
0: I am manifestation.
1: Right. I am X and you will form yourself into that.
0: When I met both of you guys for the first time, I remember this and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to be their friends. Like they're just so nice and they're Aww. so kind and you guys are so inviting." You know?
1: Gene and I call each other after when we're like, hey, let's not be friends with that Olivia girl. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, full... June. But her mom but Her mom is, so <laughs> her mom so is very cool. sweet. I <laughs> know.
2: The best. We're going to be best friends, I swear. Every Sunday, I'm going to go over because I know they link up every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do yeah. link up. <laughs> I love That's your like mom this... so much. My we boyfriend no loves you too. I love your boyfriend more than you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Sam so much. He is... He is so, like... I have a man crush on him, and it's insane. Because I, I look at his story every day. And he <laughs> is has he just one... so weird? No, I love it. You guys are both so great. Like, I just, I'm addicted to you guys' like, just stories in general. We were but watching Sam
1: in the living room just a second ago, Olivia. Oh, yeah.
2: But Sam, he had his like, hell did people look like him?
0: Yeah, is that Sam Lerner? Mostly women.
2: I love. I just love it every time because I'm really confused each and every time. <laughs>
0: Dude, we think we think that Sam's dad like donated his like sperm or something at a sperm bank, and maybe that's why there's so many people in the world that look like Sam. Guys, we've talked for a. Oh my god, we've talked for a long time.
1: An hour. This is like a real podcast.
0: This is the real freaking thing. We're really doing it over here. Yeah. Um, any lasting thoughts? What? 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 What you gonna say? I was just
1: gonna
2: I was just breathing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded like you had something to say. Hey, yeah, the the like preparing to talk. No
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I actually forgot it again. So perfect. Yeah. Why do you keep
0: forgetting guys? Well, because is... you, you you
2: you was gonna say something. And then I was like, Oh, word. I... Yeah, yeah. Let her go. Let her go. Go off your podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave you
0: guys. You guys are just so awesome to talk to. And you guys have so much insight.
2: That's really nice. And I know you're saying that for the viewers, but
0: I'm not I'm not <laughs> School. I'm really not. I like appreciate everybody so much.
2: We appreciate like, you. You're always good energy. It's so it's all love each and every time. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you guys. Thank you guys for taking the time and being on here. Like it yeah, absolutely. really, absolutely means the world to me. Like you guys don't understand. Like it's it's not easy getting people on the podcast, and you guys wanting to do this like makes me like so great. So great.
2: Asians are more fucking the shit. We
0: yeah, are the we shit.
2: are. That as
1: though we we so fly.
0: Yeah, we got to keep I fucking supporting each other.
2: Thousands Absolutely. of years of
1: cultural history will not be stopped by one virus.
0: I'm so proud of you guys and I'm so proud of us as a community. Like let's keep let's just keep killing it.
1: Let's. You know? Let's we do will. it.
0: I'm so excited for Mulan to come out. I'm so excited for your next projects like I'm gonna manifest some. I'm excited positive. to work with
1: you. Heck yeah, I can feel it. I'm excited
0: it. to work with all of you guys.
1: Yeah, we're gonna work together soon, right, Olivia? Oh yeah, make a video together. Great.
0: I'd love that. We could. Fuck yeah, let's do it.
1: Yeah, and because I'm not saying, oh, I really want to work with you. I hope we can work together soon. No, I'm everything is wishy-washy. possible. But
2: you guys know, in LA, it's like weird invites like that. It never all like, the time. It hey, never pan get, out. Let's get lunch. It never means you're getting lunch. It just means the next time you see each other, you just say the same thing. (laughs) No, after this quarantine
1: You've locked into it, after this quarantine,
2: we will we
0: will have lunch. Like I wanna be out. I wanna be out having lunch with my friends. Like I Mm -hmm. think this this is gonna change how we communicate and do things socially. But dude, I'm I'm seeing you guys. I we are like if we wanna work together, we can totally make that happen.
1: Literally, there's absolutely yeah. And it starts with saying it and putting it into existence. And now you're on the road's manifesting something.
0: You want to be in an animated short with me?
1: Uh yeah. Let's fucking
0: go. I have no idea what it could be, but we can make it happen.
1: I mean, I I dig it. I love animation. Such where we're pop- all
0: where we're all turtles sleeping under someone's bed.
1: I was going to say in a sewer? No. With only only if there's, there's a, a rat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's and there's a rat. <laughs>